Please accept our apologies for any bangs or scrapes you may hear due to the global pandemic, we're recording this remotely. Thanks very much and we hope you enjoy. Hello, I'm Debs. And I'm Hannah, and welcome to The Writer, a podcast for the everyday writer. Even if you don't write every day. Whether you're hoping that what you're working on will one day be a Sunday Times bestseller, or you're simply putting words on the page for the pleasure of it, The Write-Off is a podcast for every writer on the journey. You might be squeezing your writing time in around multiple jobs or childcare, or even just around the ebbs and flows of your own enthusiasm. But we're here to say, us too. This is a place to connect and share how you're getting on. It's a space for the story behind your stories. And so that leads us seamlessly on to the subject of today's podcast. Hannah. Yeah, Debs. (laughs) It's time to say those difficult words that many of us struggle with. Time to come off social media? No, not that. No more wine for me? (laughs) Definitely not that. <laughs> the words we struggle to say but should roll off the tongue. Well, I will say it first. I'm Debs and I'm a writer. Yeah. But actually, Deb, why is it so hard to say that? Um, I think it's because we're not full-time writers. Our novel hasn't been published and we have other responsibilities like paying rent, having jobs that come first. Yeah. You're right. But you still haven't said it. Oh. <laughs> that's true I'm gonna say it my name is Hannah and I am a writer yeah (laughs) yeah. Um, which leads us ever so seamlessly on to the subject of our first podcast episode which is I'm a writer what does make it so hard for us to say that we are writers I've been thinking about this quite a lot and I think it's because people in general, need tangible things that they can define you by and that you can be defined by. So when someone's, when you say to someone on the street, like they say, oh, Hannah, what do you do? And I say, oh, I'm a writer. Then they go, okay, so what have you written? And it's- (laughs) Can I buy it in the shops? Yeah. It's a genuine interest, which is nice but it literally makes me die inside because then you have to go, oh. (laughs) Yeah. The other thing I find really hard is when people ask what I'm working on or what I'm writing, don't you find? Yeah. I could make Pride and Prejudice sound shit. (laughs) I, I could actually be quite proud of what I'm working on and I could make it sound rubbish. It's like, Pride and Prejudice would be, oh, it's about this guy who's really slags off this woman at a party and it really pisses her off. And then basically she's then really a bit cold to him in future and it goes on and on like that. And then they fall in love. I'd read it. (laughs) That is how how rubbish I am at trying to say in front of a person what I'm working on. It will be reduced to something that feels very trivial when in my mind it could really work. Yeah. But I think as well... I've heard so many writers talk about that. It's like trying to hold on to a puff of smoke, isn't it? It's like as soon as you start actually describing the plot of your novel, it's just, I don't even know. It becomes this like weird warped thing. And But don't you think that that's because that's the part of the process of writing anyway? You don't know what it's about yet until it's over. I know that everyone has a different process, 
But unless you are completely in control of the way you're structuring it till the very end, you don't know what it's about until it's done. No, I completely agree. I also think having to talk about something that is a work in progress makes you so vulnerable because nobody wants to talk about something they're like hashing out the ideas for. And I think the reason that you're met with a blank expression when you're describing what you're working on is because nobody wants to hear that either. No. Is it boring? Is that awful to say? People like stories as complete stories for a reason. Yeah. Because when someone's describing, oh, I'm working on this, you're already thinking, but then what happens to them? And then what happens at the end, basically? So when you are describing that story, it isn't a whole story, which means that somebody is going to look at you and their eyes are going to go blank and they are going to look a bit bored because it's like, well, you haven't given me anything to entertain me right now. So I don't really know what to do with this information. A middle and an Yeah, totally. And then it will make you lose confidence because you're you're kind of being rejected in that moment, even though that's ridiculous. Oh yeah, totally. My reaction to being asked that question is to basically freeze like a rabbit in the headlights. The truth is I don't really know. And I think I dread, I literally dread being asked because I sometimes think, oh, I should probably just have like a stock answer, which might actually have absolutely nothing to do with the actual thing that I'm working on. But if you could just have like a sentence that summarizes, because then it would just mean that when you're faced with that question, you could say, oh, I'm writing a romantic novel about a woman that meets a man on a beach. That's actually really good advice. <laughs> to think? actually, at some point, write two or three sentences to describe what you're working on just to satisfy people. Yeah. <laughs> and therefore, as a result, <laughs> it sounds self-indulgent anyway, isn't it? As a result, satisfy yourself. Because when you say it to them and they go, oh, that sounds really interesting. <laughs> And you can go, great, thanks for that. Yeah, I feel great. And then you and can also say to yourself, I did a writing exercise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so even if that day all you've written is those three sentences, you can be feel proud of yourself. Yay. So how is the writing going? Well, recently I've been on a bit of a journey. So I had... Uh, I want to say maybe 50,000 words of a novel, which I started a long time ago. Well, six years ago. And I decided to put it in the drawer, which was a bit massive. But, you know, when I started writing it, I was in a totally different place in my life. And since I started it, I've had two kids and I've moved to a different part of the country. And every time I picked it up again, I just felt like crippled because I couldn't work out how to move the story on. And I think it was because it was like picking up the work of a stranger. We're going deep here, Deb. No, because you've grown so much. You've changed so much in those few years. You might look back at that story in 10 years time and think, I know what to do with this, but you must feel so liberated to be able to put that in the drawer and think, you know what? I'm not going to pressure myself to do this. I'm going to go and write something else. 
yeah well it took me ages I circled it for ages because it's so hard to get your words down on the page nobody wants to take like 10 chapters of something and be like that can go in the bin no of course not I mean obviously it's not in the bin and like you said who knows maybe I'll pick it up again one day yeah but those 10 chapters as well they will never ever be wasted even if you don't finish that book because you'd have learned so much about the writing process yeah by writing those chapters and I think as well that was the work that I submitted for my master's degree so you know there is an element of like wanting to write something that is what is expected of a person doing a master's degree in creative writing. I think it was all right, but I think I was also trying to please the people who were going to read yeah. the work, I suppose. You know that they always say you should write the book you want to read. Well, yeah, that is really true because now I've started something new. Maybe there's just an element of it being nice and new and shiny, but it's completely different it's my last one was historical fiction and this one is set in the present day and I'm just enjoying myself that's brilliant that is what it's all about I know that there are difficult days I'm absolutely not saying it's not difficult to re-edit something and to throw stuff out and all of those difficult things that come with trying to write something so massive but you should love what you're writing you should love the story you should love what you're trying to say I agree I think when you are trying to write something as big as a novel, it's really easy to start hating the people in the book because sometimes it can feel like such a marathon. Yeah. Sometimes you get those days where you sit down and just for whatever reason, the stars align and the words are in your head. But You're in the zone. You're in the zone. But I have to say that most days I sit in front of my computer, that does not happen to me. And I literally pick out words like two at a time. And those days... My my worst habit is re-editing rather than... Moving So so I will always have an absolutely brilliant first three paragraphs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because you're going back and changing one word. And then as it goes on, it's like... And, and that's, it really does depend on what mood you are. And the fact is, sometimes you've got this allotted time to work on what you're writing and you won't be in, you, you won't be in the mind frame to be creative, but you have to do something. So I'm trying to train myself to still put down new material, even when I'm not feeling it. So that when I am in the other mood where, you know, I'm coming up with pearls, <laughs> like I can work on that. You know, I can look at that and go, well, that bit's good. Those three pages are shit, you know, and kind of at least I've got something down on the paper because sometimes I'll go, I'm just not feeling it. And I'll re-edit three sentences and then just stare at it rather than putting anything new down. Yeah, I've seen so many people who are professionals talk about that just keeping going just writing and resisting the urge to keep going back and editing or wanting to make what is essentially I suppose a first draft like perfect and I am so bad at that I want to edit my first draft to the point of perfection and it means that I end up not just following the flow because 
I'm already thinking about what I wrote three sentences ago and like, oh, if I just switch that round or if I, um, you know, oh, I could just maybe like tickle that up a bit. And then yeah. you're following this fine trail of words. And then when you go back, you're like, oh, hang on a minute. I've forgotten where I was going now. <laughs> Another reason that we try to perfect, I think, our first draft is because we're not well-established, well-known writers with a body of work that people know and trust. We're trying to prove ourselves with that first draft. Like I even have a fear of someone picking it up at home and being like, well, that looks shit. And it's oh, like, yeah. do you know what I mean? It's ridiculous because you're just piecing together your first draft. Which shouldn't be beautiful. It should be getting it all in place. And then it's kind of like building a house and then decorating it later. So do you think that if someone, anyone says to you, can I read something you've written? Do you think that you should say yes? Because it's about a believing in your work and the validity of what you're writing yeah and b circling back to what we said at the start committing to that statement i am a writer therefore yeah. not saying that everything that i ever put on the page is amazing but ultimately i'm saying i do want people to read my words yeah yeah and no, i think you're absolutely said, right and that, and that is that's exactly what we should be doing it's going, yes, please read this. But that's why at the moment I'm writing a short story because yeah. I feel like that's manageable for me and I want to get this short story to a place that I'm proud of. At the moment, it's thousands of words too long, <laughs> but I'm just trying to get it down on paper. The aim in the end is to get that completed so that I can send that to people and go, I'm a writer, please read this. Because the amount of things I've ha I have in the drawer that I just can't do that with. And life is busy. And so I feel like a short story is manageable. But also, I think short stories are brilliant. Short stories are brilliant in the sense that there are loads of platforms for getting short stories out into the world. There are loads of amazing short story competitions. Yeah. And also, I think it's really interesting how often what you know as a novel started off life totally. as a yeah. short story. The reason we started this podcast wasn't just to talk about ourselves. Um, oh, it's very nice. It's very nice. <laughs> <laughs> I feel really seen or at least heard right now. Um, <laughs> but it's to also reach out to writers and you are a writer if you're listening to this and you're putting things down on the page we want to reach out to you and also we want you to become part of the conversation the reason we started this was we had a discussion where we listen to podcasts we love podcasts there's nothing out there where you hear from people who are in the process of writing but aren't famous as writers when I listen to anything about writers on a podcast it's generally unless it's a bit of a how-to kind of guide it's generally people who are on their promotional tours talking about the book they've just published which is also brilliant and I, I find those things really helpful but I would like to also hear about people like me and that's I mean Han Han you were the one that suggested this because you were looking for something like this as well I guess you just want to like anything you just want to know that there are people like you out there 
The other thing about writing is that it's a bit lonely. It is. I think I'm quite lucky. I've got a small handful of trusted people who I talk to about writing. Yeah. But yeah it fundamentally is. you do it on your own it's great like it's, it's the most helpful thing to talk to people that that you trust and that you respect about your writing but yeah. then you go to your desk and you sit on your own and you do it and you can't always meet up with those people you can't always access those, those people who are a great support network and sometimes you are just walking around listening to a podcast and it would be great if that podcast was something where you actually have the company of people like you so that's why we're here <laughs> please join us. join us so what we would like you to do is follow us on instagram at the write-off podcast which is all one word we'll be posting your thing on there we'd love it if you could comment let us know how you're getting on let us know what challenges you're facing we'd love to hear from you we want our community to grow so hopefully the next episode of this podcast will feature some of you the stories behind your stories so on our next podcast we'll be talking about how we juggle our day-to-day busy lives with trying to get some writing in yeah actually deb it's funny you should say that because i do kind of need to go and load the dishwasher (laughs) and i have to peel the potatoes so good luck with your writing hannah good luck with your writing deb Bye! Bye. <laughs> <laughs>